Hi there, it's Matt Venn doing another interview for the Zero to ASIC channel. Uh, joining me today is Lakshmi, and we're going to talk about their um, PLL design that they've put on the Google ePublish um, ASIC shuttle. Um, so Lakshmi, uh, very nice to meet you. Thanks for um, coming on this interview. Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your um, background uh, and how you got involved. Yeah, I, I did my bachelor's in India at Amrita University. Then I'm currently I'm studying my master's at uh, Georgia Tech. So like, um, yeah. So and, first year of my master's. Okay. And this is, did you say that this is your first major project? Yeah, this is my first major project in uh, BLL, I mean, like in the analog side. So like. Okay. Are you, are you involved with Kunal Ghosh at all? Because he said he was excited to hear this video. Yeah, I was working as an intern uh, under Kunal. And it was under his internship that I, I mean, in his internship, I was working in PLL. And then I got this opportunity to uh, work with uh, work with the eFabless and go it for the tape out. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um... So, um, and what's your experience been like so far using the, the tools? Yeah, as I was a beginner, like I, it was from the beginning that I learned each and every tool. And then I started to learn how I could implement the design that I wanted to make. So it was really exciting. I could, um, I could understand, I could learn, explore lots of things in the due process. So it was have really you, great. Have you used, um, other tools like paid for tools like um, Cadence or these other kind of big brand name tools? No, I haven't used. Okay. I was going to ask you to um, compare them, but obviously we can't do that. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's get on to, so I put a link up on um, Twitter to see if people were interested in asking questions. We've got quite a lot of um, questions. So I'll start off with a good one from Nicholas. Um, if you were to do a different design of a similar complexity, how much time would you need? Would, it, would you be able to do a quicker job now, do you think? Yeah, I would be able to do a quicker job. For this, I took around uh, two months of time along with my uh, college projects and mini projects. So if it is something of this sort, I would be able to do it at a quite uh, faster pace because I had uh, re redone many times because when you design it for, for the first time, you won't be able to do it perfectly. So I got a lots of exposure in this. So now I'd be able to do it in a bit. Cool. Um, and the other part of that question was, what was the most time-consuming step? Um, I won't say like, uh, yeah, the most uh, time-consuming part was like, um, there is one uh, loop filter, which was uh, need, like, which for which I had to change the R and C values, the resistance and capacitance values. To get that correct proportion was, uh, I had to do it manually. Like we had to do lots of trial and error to get to a correct proportion. So that was the time consuming part. And there is in the charge pump, I had to change the size of the transistor. So to get the correct proportion of all these three, like the correct ratio of the resistance, capacitance and the size of the transistor was a bit, Bit so tiring you, one. like draw out a layout, do the extraction, then simulate it, then get the result and then realize if you need to change something. Yeah, I wrote the code in the ng-spice, then uh, I did the pre-layout simulation there, then I uh, did the layout in the magic, then I got the post-layout simulation, then I compared 
so that i could uh, get do a better job like to understand if the simulation is proper to or expected as that of the pre layer okay um and what was um the most frustrating not like the same thing the tiring part where i had to do the uh, in, like many a time i used to fail i mean the results which i used to get was really off like it wasn't expected and suddenly it comes that was some i mean it was tiring i don't i won't say it as frustrating How it was a good learning process where i could understand the cycles where you're getting you're like doing the um the layout the simulation and then comparing back to the original simulation how long was that cycle taking that was uh, like many a time when you uh, fix a uh, size of the transistor the r and the c won't be coming at that time so i it actually took me that was the most might be like one month i was working only on that ratio to get a correct value of that so Yeah. Took a long time. Maybe because I'm a beginner, I took that much time. That yeah, could also yeah. be the reason. What was that? This is the last part of the question. Was um, what? What's the most? What was the most fun? I think that's a good question. Um, like the fun, like the happiness that we get when we see the correct output each and every time. That was really exciting. That was the one which was making me work more and more. Right when what when you finally got the the good result. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the um, another question from Nicholas was, do you think the tools are ready for practical mixed signal applications? Maybe you're not the best place to answer that if this is your first, yeah. your first time. With There are still there were some violations, but I think like uh, Carol is still working on it, so I think it would be proper. Like um, it would be. When you say violations, for... you mean DRC violations? Okay, DRC violations. You said there were still some violations. I was just asking for clarification on what. Oh uh, no, no, I meant like um, the Caravel was having some issues with their um, wrapper, so they were still fixing some things. That is what I meant. But now I guess okay. it's it's usable. It might not be at their best stage. They are still in their processing stage. So I think everyone can implement so, their project yeah, guess, in there. So just for clarification, so for people that. Um, didn't um make a submission um we made our designs and then they went inside a wrapper that's called caravel um and uh, there were some drc errors uh, with the caravel wrapper so even if you get a completely clean drc project once you put it inside and you rerun drc you will still get errors yeah. and we were what was it at the end there was like a magic number of like 100 and 140 errors you're meant to get at the end or something like that. So they're still working on that and that's just part of the process of actually sending the files to the the factory. Okay. So now I've got a question from Pepin. Um this is like regarding your PLL design. How would you change it if um it needed x percent more y where y is one of the requirements of the system. So the reason he's asking this question is that give insight into the design decisions and the transistor scaling. Uh that makes sense. Yeah, it was for the uh, increasing the uh, our frequency, right? Like the output frequency. Yeah, well, like yeah, I guess so if you want to make a yeah. a, a change to the design, how would you know like which part of your design to change? Okay, that would be like uh, the basically the main thing which is uh, I would say a process in a process way like uh, first 
the charge pump had to be i mean has to be like the capacitance should be such that that it's able to store a certain amount of energy in it and this is the one which is providing the voltage to the vco like voltage control so it needs a certain amount of voltage for the frequency to increase so charge pump has to increase then the uh, vco uh, naturally increases and then naturally the frequency would increase and there is one more way we can increase the frequency would be like uh, changing the uh, ft which is the frequency divider so when we do that naturally the uh, frequency would increase i think these would these two would work for increasing the frequency so lakshmi maybe you can for those of us including me who don't really understand how a pll works maybe you can just talk us through the the, the functional block diagram that we've got here yeah um like we would be sending a frequency and uh, it would be first passing through the phase detector and then uh, it would be aligning the um, frequency with respect to the uh, reference frequency then according to the result like the up or the down signal that we get from the frequency divider we would be uh, passing it to the low pass filter and we would be manipulating it again and then sending it to the um, actually i have a charge pump also in between these two and from low pass filter it would be going to the charge pump and it would be charging the um, charging it in such a way that it's able to uh, provide a sufficient value of voltage to the vcu and then that would be the output and then to make uh, to get a better stability we would be uh, passing it through a frequency divider and then that would be the reference to the uh, reference frequency so that's how basic pll works okay thanks for that yeah this is the ft design like um add mark like uh, this is the frequency in and um If, so um just for clarity fd is frequency divider yeah frequency right? divider design so okay we got like a latch there so ah uh, yeah this is like i wanted to make uh, something which could store like uh, here in this case like if the clock is zero like this won't be working so it would get stored here then at the next clock it would be going out so it would be able to store the value so i made this as a flip flop and this would be a good frequency divider so that can store and send it at the next speed so, so let's divide the frequency by 4 cuz you've got two latches we would be, no 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 this is a basic design which we would be implementing at for different frequencies uh this okay. is something which we i had took in i mean i had taken from the uh, paper so uh, i had uh, made the code in such a way that it would work for 8 this is basic for basically understanding how it has i had put it and when in when it comes to layout it would be like this like you have the transistors coming here then it would be going then then the same thing being repeated and then third thing and this is how the frequency diode layout would be so explaining about it like uh, this is the inverter clock like fn would be coming here then the inverter for the clock would be this and then these are the inverters that we saw there like here these inverters so these three are those and then these are the transmission gates these to be coming here and again the inverter and it would be coming so that is how the schematic got translated to this okay 
and then similarly the um, phase uh, pft where this should be the circuit and um, the up and the down these like uh, might be like yeah um yeah the these are the ones which would be driving the clock so the whole of these would be what's the pft it's the phase frequency detector where you would be detecting if it is an up frequency or the low frequency up or the low and according to which we would be giving it to the next like charge pump and vco so that we would be able to manipulate the um like the two signals that we get and we would be able to uh, get a proper output like the frequency should get according to the input that we uh, that we receive so that is the function of the pft so the layout of it would it would be like this and uh, when to explain that with respect to the schematic it would be like the p3 would be here p4 and the clock 2 would be coming here and this is the reference clock according to which the clock 2 would be um, judged so and we would be getting it as an output like if it is an up or the down up would indicate that it's going front and down would indicate that uh, the with respect to the frequency it's go at, it's at a back back of phase so that is the output that we get from it uh, and uh, charge pump is basically for um, giving like we won't be getting a sufficient amount of charge from the uh, output of the low low pass filter won't be sufficient enough to uh, give a voltage to the vco so this would be the one which would be uh, giving the sufficient amount of uh, voltage according to if we want to increase the frequency would be increasing the charge pump capacitance the uh, parameters of it and if you want to reduce it this would be the one which could be used for reducing the voltage which we provide to the vco so by doing that we would be able to give a sufficient amount of uh, voltage voltage is the one which would be um, provided by the charge pump okay so this was um, basically implemented like this in the charge pump like we have a enable charge pump and then these are the down and up signals that we get that would be given to the charge pump and we get an output which would be then sent to the vco which with the which is the voltage control and, and this is and a, um, a a digital oscillator so the output that we're getting there is a square wave is that correct yeah not actually a digital one like uh, it would be similar to that of the uh, input like the similar wave similar to that of the input would be got as an output okay but it's not it's not like a triangle wave or a sine wave it's a a square wave yeah square wave okay so you uh, a changing voltage in is going to increase or decrease the frequency coming out yeah okay because it's voltage controlled uh, yeah according to the voltage it would be like manipulating the output that we get okay so i had used um uh, ring oscillator for it like it's a three stage ring oscillator and at last i had kept a buffer so that i could uh, the in the power that i was getting as an output wasn't enough to drive the next one like the ft which i i was getting so i had to keep i had to keep a, a buffer for that to increase it and that's how an extra buffer came into the screen and yeah and an extra inverter was done because i did not want the uh, output which is 
got out of the ring oscillator to get uh, when i was keeping it without an inverter i was getting some distorted signals so when an inverter was kept and then an another inverter was kept i was able to get a proper wave without any distortion like as i had expected so an inverter was also added to that and this is the integrated after integrating all the uh, components this is okay, how so this it looks everything all added together and this is because yeah. i um i don't know if you saw but i interviewed diego hernando last week and um he said that you had put your design in with their shuttle application so this part of the this design was also part of his application was it yeah um yeah. Mohammed that actually uh, suggested us to keep it in a single thing because there were lots of space left in his. Yeah, there was loads. Yeah, 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 good idea. Yeah. So yeah, and this is how it comes out after aborting it in the caravel, like, and might be like in the design in my repo the area is less because I wanted the PLA to be in a. to confine it in a small space and here i had lots of space left so i did not want to take any risk so i had i added lots of spaces and had kept it at a proper place you added what sorry like uh, in my repo the space taken by the whole of the pll was much lesser than the one uh, which i used for caravel okay. that was because like in caravel i had lots of space and space was not a constraint for it so i had actually made it in a higher space like the space i had made it more spacious okay you spread it out a little bit yeah okay cool and this is the view from the rafa like uh, the user project rafa and oh, it's really small then isn't it probably yeah. it's maybe a bit difficult for people that aren't used to seeing the rafa but i these um vertical bars on the left is part of the power distribution grid yeah um, and they're very small how um how wide would you say your your block is in total in microns i i did not calculate it yeah. maybe like 20 not sure 20 microns or something like that yeah certainly very small then okay great so that gives us a good overview of um your design and how you put it together Uh, let's get on to another few questions from the uh, Twitter audience. Um, Ray D says, "Why go with an integrated loop filter? Most PLL ASICs have these passives external." Okay, yeah, that is because like uh, it's true that we usually keep it outside. Me, the reason behind that is because of the spacing issues we face when we keep a, a PLL. but there are lots of disadvantages to it like when we keep it outside the noise that we have that we get that is really high but when we keep it inside the noise gets reduced and the pins which are required when we keep it outside is also more so as my pll in total was really less and the loop filter i could design a smaller loop filter so i thought of keeping it inside itself like rather than keeping it outside okay um a few questions from tom he says uh, he looked in the github and it's really nice 
uh, but he didn't see schematics for the design. Are the schematics available? Uh, no, actually, I I did not go. Uh, yeah, I did not start it off with the schematics. I started off with uh, directly writing the code in the ng spice, and then okay. I managed like then the layout was made, and yeah, that was how I worked. So I did not okay. design any schematics. Will you um, add the schematics later, or they just you'll only link to the because the PowerPoint that you showed earlier had links to yeah, the... that is from the uh, reference papers that I had kept in below, like uh, okay. those were the schematics. Um, another question from Tom. Did you test the process corners? Um, not actually all the corners. Like uh, the present one I had test ordered, tested it only for the room, room temperature. And okay. we can actually do it. Like I would have to change the temperature of the temperature in the code. Like there is one option in that. Like then I manipulate the code in such a way that uh, it can be tested for different uh, corners. So that can be done, but I have not done it till now. Okay. Um, and the final question from Tom was, did you have any convergence issues in NG Spice? Uh, no, I did not face any. Like, uh, while I was working, I, I had faced some convergent issues. And mainly it was because of the um, errors in the codes, code that I had written. Other than that, I did not face any convergence issue. Um, I don't understand that question. Maybe you can explain what a convergence issue is. Like uh, when you simulate it, like when the NG spice is simulated, we would be getting some errors. That is the convergence issue. Okay. So, so basically, when NG spice doesn't finish. Yeah, when it is having some errors, like when the design yeah. is having some. Errors. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, I get that when um, I've forgotten to connect two nodes in NG spice and the circuit isn't complete, then it fails. Because when we, I mean, when we create some errors in the naming of some elements, pins, such as, yeah. Okay, and um, final question um, from Stephen. You have a post-silicon testing plan. Do you have access to a VNA or an SSA? I don't know what an SSA is. Yeah, I mean, my plan for, like, uh, testing would be, my plan was, like, basically, uh, I was trying to check the output. Like I would uh, first want to check the output if it is uh, if it is similar to that of the post layout simulation that I had got, and then I would want the uh, I want to check I would want to check it in the VCO mode and the normal mode so that I would uh, get to know if we can directly give the IP like input to the um, VCO. These were the plans of my testing. Others I haven't checked. Great. Yeah, I think um, there's we've got like a really mixed audience. There's people who are interested and have never done it before, um, and they're interested because it's something new and exciting. But we've also got an audience of uh, people with a lot of experience in the industry, and they're interested in the fact that it's um, open source, uh, free tooling, um, and they're asking lots of technical, complicated questions. Because we we also got one last week on um, Diego's op-amp, like. Someone asking if they're going to if they're going to use like a um, a machine that can do on by testing and profiling of their of their design, but the, the machine I had a look at the data sheet they posted on Twitter and it looked like <laughs> it's at least a million dollars worth of gear. So for most of us, it's not really <laughs> not really a possibility. Um, is there anything else you uh, want to say, or um, you, any projects that you're working on that you want to tell people about? 
I'm currently working in my like I was working on a uh, deep learning project when my or uh, back in my college, back in my university. So yeah, that is what I'm currently working on. Cool. Well, um, good luck with the rest of your course. I hope it goes really well. Um, I'm interested to hear how how your PLL performs. Maybe we can do a follow up interview when we get the silicon back. Yeah. Um, so thanks very much, Lakshmi, for your time, and uh, I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you.